From this business park in East London, the new Bitcoin SV incubator Satoshi Block Dojo has released 23 startups into the world in three groups during this its first year. Today we'll be hearing from the founders of a few members of the final group who will be pitching their ideas to an audience of potential investors. So stay tuned to hear about maths tutoring, online fashion retailing and football. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Michael Olanguju already has an online maths tutoring business with paying customers. Now he wants to use Web3 technologies to take air maths to the next level. I asked him for the story of his career as an entrepreneur so far. I was born and bred in um, West London. I come from a really humble background. Um, and I went to a state school. Um, I was doing really well academically until I got to my A-levels where I saw a significant drop in my maths grade. And, you know, for me, that was kind of a turning point, um, actually, um, because we were then looking for other ways to sort of support me to get, you know, the good grades that is expected for kind of any African child <laughs> in a strict background, you know, coming from a strict background. Um, so my, um, we couldn't, the problem is we couldn't afford a tutor, right? And you wanted the grades to get to university? Correct. So, um, yeah, I needed an A in my A-level maths um, to, do, to study maths, which was, you know, something I found, you know, was, was my favourite subject. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we couldn't get access to a qualified tutor, right? So, luckily, my mum found this amazing channel called Exam Solutions, had thousands of bite-sized videos. They were free and they were taught by this amazing teacher called Stuart Sidders. And I ended up using that as my main revision tool, helped me to get an A in my A-level maths and then go on to achieve a first-class honours degree in maths. Um, you know, funny, funnily enough, um, my initial ambition was to be, you know, just make as much money as possible, you know, be a kind of big-hitting, flashy city trader. Um, and, you know, after graduating with that degree, it got me entry into um, a training job. I actually um, started trading in an options market making firm for about two years. Um, and then I moved on to another job, just trading like sort of pairs trading, different assets. Really enjoyed it, actually. But it was never quite for me. Um, so Making a lot of money? Well, a decent amount of money. It, it definitely wasn't the glory days of trading. That was kind of advertised to me before I, you know, entered that kind of career. But yeah, it was it was a fair amount of money I wish you could have made more probably so how did you make why did you what was the next move you made then so the next move was to quit that job um, and then just kind of start my own thing you know in terms of you know I had always had a passion for education and helping more students like me um, to get access to quality education because I just feel that the potential for you know some of these disadvantaged students is huge so um quit that job and i started a tutoring business in 2019 um air maths um and you know just sort of grew organically as kind of a a place where people could come and learn online with one-to-one and group sessions and um you know did quite well organically um just networking my ass off really and you know after a few years i saw an opportunity to acquire exam solutions which was the channel that I used to help me perform in my studies. So kind of full circle experience. So you bought the company that had helped you get your degree. That's right. That's right. Um, Massively 
privileged and you know um the guy who sold it to me Stuart Siders um this amazing teacher um who who'd ran it for like years and years it was his baby he had made thousands of videos um on his own really and he he actually had received offers to acquire the business from other parties in China um but he you know he actually ended up agreeing to my lower acquisition offer cuz he wanted to sell it to someone who he felt could take it forward and had that passion and drive um so yeah really honored to be able to take it to to the next level so you have a business that employs or at least uses a bunch of tutors yeah and customers can go online they can pick a tutor and then they're going to have an online maths tutorial is that right that's right that's currently what we have so at the moment we've got a huge library of resources um you know 4000 videos where people can just watch videos um to learn you know using our curated materials um we also have thousands of questions where they can test their skills and then if they need extra support then they they can use our our live tutoring service um what we're moving on to is um something that we feel is going to change the game in terms of learning um and that's predictive learning right so yeah. that's why you're here at the satoshi block dojo to that's take right. it to the next level absolutely so tell me about what that is going to consist of what the innovations are going to be yeah sure so um you know our our plan is that you know the idea really is to be able to understand the true learning experience of a child but also their true skill level because once you're able to identify that then you're able to provide um precise learning tasks to help the student to level up um so it's all about knowing exactly where the student's working at it's kind of and it's kind of has um parallels to trading um the trading job that I did it was all about trying to understand the true value of the market you know where do you where do you think the intrinsic value is and from that you can inform your decisions and and that's what we're doing essentially we're we're using what we're calling a um well special rating system which is actually used by chess players to match chess players of equal skill level and what it does is it dynamically rates students based on their performance on the platform and so by knowing exactly what level the student's working on we can provide precise learning tasks so they have to fill in they have to respond to all sorts of questions and then you look at their scores That's to right. get an idea of how good they are that's correct yeah and then how does the what's the business model in terms of the subscriptions and payouts and so on Yeah so the business model so um we're going to be launching a B2B and B2C subscriptions model it's going to be targeted to schools um and students aged 15 to 18 um for prices as low as 10 pounds a month in terms of the payout so as you identified you know we need to take um test scores in order to get as much information about their 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 true skill level um so it's a quite data dependent process where we constantly need to um co- kind of compare our model to the their real grades right um and um in order to get their real grades um what we're doing is we're incentivizing students with payouts so so if i'm a student yeah how how do i get a payout just you know after your um after you take your tests um with the you know the the real national curriculum exams um just provide us with your results and some proof of those results um and then we can you know compare it you know with um our data and you know test the the accuracy of our data so do you th- see this as a way of actually incentivizing students or is it simply a way of you paying for very useful data from them it's it's you know it's we're kind of killing two birds with one stone there we we need um to verify our data 
um, that's what we're paying for. Um, but, you know, incentivizing a student with, you know, one, you know, you know, a micropayment, um, which we actually haven't placed the value on. Um, I think it's it's an attractive proposition to just send us, you know, a, a simple email with with your results. And how does Bitcoin SV come into it then? Yeah, so that's exactly where, where it comes in, in terms of the payouts, um, being able to make those payouts to our clients um, via the um, BSV blockchain. As a micropayment, um, it's cheaper than doing it via, say, your PayPal. I mean, it's interesting that you're on this incubator program because you have actually got a, an existing business with right. customers. I mean, can you give me any idea of how big the business is even before you started here? Yeah, so before we joined here, we were averaging around, um, you know, 13K a month. Um, we, we had millions of students in, in, yeah, in income. Um, oh, is that pounds or that's pounds? Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's good to <laughs> good to verify that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so thirty around thirteen k a month. Mm. Um, we had, you know, we currently have millions of students that use the platform. Millions um, of students. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, we have around two hundred thousand um, unique web. Um, sorry, two hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. Um, so we, we had some strong traction. Um, you know, we've also been recognised by um, what's called the Good Schools Guide. Um, you know, as a top 50 recommended tutoring service in the UK. Um, so, so we've had, you know, we, we have grown. Um, we came onto the program to really accelerate our growth by finding the right talent and strengthening our, our core proposition. And, you know, it's placed us in a really good stead to scale now, now that we've found exactly what we needed. Well, it sounds like a brilliant and really worthwhile business. So Thank really you. good luck with it, Michael. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. Annie Ciara wants to bring the luxury shopping experience to online fashion retailing. Her Lunique app promises to make shopping seamless and personal. It will target young consumers, especially Chinese students who are studying overseas. So we are developing a luxury shopping destination in the metaverse. Um, our target audience are millennials and Gen Z. How is it going to work? It's just... The shopping experience, we're really providing a VIP offline shopping experience in the online world. If so, if you have a think about it, like when you go into Harrods and if you're a VIP customer of Harrods, what would they do for you? They take you up to this glamorous room, present you with very personalized style and products, probably, you know, give you champagne and really give you that VIP experience. So that's what we are doing in the metaverse, but for everyone. What does that mean? Does that mean if I come to your app or website, I'm going to be talking to a real person or what? Exactly that. So they will have an avatar, will be able to ask uh, the consumer questions. And if they are looking for anything in particular in real time through artificial intelligence, we're able to present the shop as well as the products and brands that are suitable for what you are looking for. And is there a person behind that avatar or is it just a bot? It would just be a bot. Right. So, so I'll say I'm looking for a new shirt or something and it'll say, well, have you looked at this shop here? Yeah, exactly. And then how does that work as far as a business model goes? Because you're not actually stocking the, the, the products yourself. How, do, how does that work? You're right. So it is a B2B to C platform. So in terms of the business model, um, the luxury brands and the emerging brands are getting into the metaverse. 
right? So we charge a product onboarding fee and we get a commission on every single sale that goes through our platform. The interesting part is if you think about Harrods, they have a presence in London, presence in Dubai, as well as in China. So all the other metaverses will need a retail experience. So we can build our UE experience in the other metaverses on revenue share. I've got nine revenue streams, but I'm not going to go into right. the exact details. But, but if I'm but, somebody yeah. who sells shirts, for instance, yeah. then I will be paying Lunique to have my products sort of in the shop window kind of thing. Correct, yes. And, and so then as a customer, how are you going to help me decide what I want better than I know myself? Well, if you think about it, like when you go into a shop, And the sales assistant say, sir, is there anything I can help you? Are you looking for anything special? You might say, no, I'm just browsing. Okay, fine. We'll leave you alone, but I'm here to help whenever you need. Or you might say, yeah, I am looking for a shirt. Um, you know, generally I wear medium, you know, I, I like to wear blues and white and so on and so forth. I'm looking for a, um, a shirt for an event, right? So you're actually providing data for that sales assistant and then he or she will be able to, to choose the shirt based on what you are telling them. So we can actually replicate the exact same experience in um, online as well in like the metaverse in a 3D immersive experience. So if I talk to the, the avatar and a shirt is recommended, will I then just get sent to the website of the retailer who is selling that shirt? No. So we are providing a very seamless end-to-end buying journey experience for our consumers. So not tomorrow, but the vision and the future of our company is actually to sell the physical goods as well as the digital twin in one platform. Um, you will not be... Um, Uh, get kicked out of our website and go to another website, you will purchase it through our website and then the brands will fulfill the order. So you're just getting to the end of the Satoshi Block Dojo program here today. Can you just tell me what you've learned from this and how these new technologies and Bitcoin SV in particular uh, integrate with your idea? Yeah. Um, so blockchain and the Web3 and all of the new technology that is coming out or has been out in the market is, um, I guess, we are tr really trying to solve a current real-life problem with new technology. Um, but if you also think about it, right now with the climate, with the recession coming up, um, luxury brands cannot decrease their prices because it decreased their brand value, right? So they need to increase the value that they provide consumers. So we are actually enabling them to create digital twins for the consumers um, and consumers are able to purchase that for their online avatar. So that's a value add, but also with blockchain, high value goods have a certificate, they have a birth certificate. So we are able to store that in the BSV blockchain that acts as a proof of receipt as well as proof of authenticity for that um, product. Therefore, the customer as well as the brand were able to resell that or because it is stored and it cannot be changed in the ledger. That's really interesting. So one of your selling points could be if you buy something expensive through us, you're more likely to be able to realize the value again when you sell it than you would if you bought it 
direct from Harrods and lost the receipt. Correct. Yes. And do you have you been in touch with the sort of retailers and do they like that idea? Yeah, we are speaking directly to brands themselves. So right now, the entire industry is changing. If you just have a look at the brands, um, they are needing chief innovative officers, chief metaverse officers. So this is where the uh, the industry is moving towards to. I also help out luxury briefing in their conferences. So I've been sitting in rooms um, and conferences with C-suites of all of the luxury brands. And what we talk about is what is coming and where the consumers are going. And if they don't get on the boat, they might miss out on the biggest opportunity because that's where the customers are at. Well, you're opening up a, a luxury brand, a luxury product at a time of terrible economic crisis and talk of recession and stuff. Is that a, is that a worry for you? I would say no. Um, our core target clients are the affluent 1 million Gen Zs from mainland China that are studying abroad. Um, So just to give you uh, some statistics, Charles. So UK last year welcomed about 130,000 mainland Chinese students and each of them have an average disposable income of £28,000 and that's for their eating, travelling, shopping, entertainment. So our core uh, target market um, is not is not going to be really affected by the recession because they come from a very affluent um, um, family background. What is it about your website that targets it towards Chinese consumers rather than people from any other country then? The metaverse that we are creating is not just specifically targeting for um, Chinese, but we have the user experience where the Chinese will, it's, it's mainly built for the Chinese, but um, Western countries as well as other country clients are, actually, are able to access that. Will it be in Mandarin? or It's both, English and Mandarin, yes. Oh, wow. Well, it sounds like an amazing project. Thank you. Um, Really look forward to talking to you again when you get to the next stage. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Annie. Thank you, Charles. Boca Bergilios has already started several tech businesses. His new project, Five Stars, offers users the chance to predict the results of football matches. Five Stars was already underway before he saw the opportunities offered by the Bitcoin SV blockchain through the BlockDojo program. So Five Stars is a new Web3 football game. And our main purpose is that we want to take football casual gaming to another level. You know, it's like we use the innovations of the, of the, the Web3, such as blockchain, NFTs, and tokens, to try to enhance, you know, the, the casual gaming um, ecosystem, you know, the casual gaming experience for all the, the football gamers. Right. So but for people who haven't seen it, it's a chance to predict the outcome of real games. You're not actually playing a, a model game or anything. Exactly. So how does that work? What, 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 does, what do we have to predict as a user and what, what will be the outcome? Yeah. No, as you rightly said, it is a live events link, you know, like link like events um, game. So the, the purpose of Five Stars is that you join the game and it's like you join one of the arenas, which is connected with real games, right? And it's like a community-driven game. So therefore, when you join the arena, you need to, to pay an entry ticket, let's say $1, 
and then you are competing with others, it's a peer-to-peer -peer competitions, or making predictions about the game. Okay? Right. And then the outcome and what you get paid depends on the total community of people who've bet on that exactly. game. Exactly. Imagine that they are like placing a, a prediction about the score, right? The easiest one. So if there are many uh, right guessers on this, then you get a, a less reward. But if the score that you already, you know, guess is a complicated one, or let's say that one that, that it doesn't have many odds to happen, then, then, then your reward is higher. But the most important thing is that they are not placing a bet or a prediction against the house. There is no house in the, in the, in the game. It's just purely peer to peer competition. And the, because of that, that makes it easier for you because five stars doesn't count as a gambling site. Is that right? Correct. We are considered in many jurisdictions, in many countries as a skill based game. There are others where we are already reviewing, you know, the, the legal aspects that we might require, like a, a license, you know, a gambling license, but it depends really by, country by country. But in many of the countries, we are already, we have checked it and, and we could operate easily. Yeah. Right. Now, you're just getting to the end of the Satoshi Block Dojo incubator program yes. here in London, but your project was already underway before you even heard of Satoshi Block Dojo, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Absolutely. No, it was, uh, absolutely. We started with five stars and with the idea and, and like working on, on, on the kind of the project on the pilot like one year ago, mainly because we are a senior team that we were already running other startups. We have a, a few like successful exits. And then one year ago, we said, you know, we, we see the opportunity on building a new game, you know, on blockchain. So we decided to drop everything that we were doing and focusing, you know, on, so are you, on five would, would you describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur or venture I, capitalist? Or yeah, what? more as a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and most of my team as well. And were your previous businesses tech businesses? Relate, yeah. Software tech, yeah. Software as a service, maybe, mainly is the, the business that we have built. And especially within the, the media and sports ecosystem. Therefore, like we have really strong connections and we understand very well as well how we could help, you know, those players. And that's why we decided it's like, this is the, the right industry for us because we, we've been there like for the last 10 years, you know. Right. So you were planning to build it and you were planning to use Web3 technologies anyway. And then you heard about Bitcoin SV and Satoshi Block Dojo. So exactly, exactly. what was the, what made you decide to sort of change track? <laughs> No, absolutely. It was not planned. I mean, I met the managing director in, in, in Dubai. Again, this is where I've been living for the last 10 years. And then we met, I mean, we like a lot the concept because, well, I mean, there are not many accelerators such as, you know, like doing what Block Dojo is doing, you know, as of today. So we like the idea. We like as well, like the BSB as a, as a blockchain, you know, a solution. And, and on top of that, we thought that it could be really, really good, especially because of the football connection, a fantasy gaming, betting, like to really have presence in the UK, right? Because right. it's the market to be, right? And then we said, you know, I mean, we want to be part of this. Also, maybe we're in a little bit more advanced, you know, situations than others, but we, we really thought that it could be like good for, for all of us. And that's how we joined it. So if I want to start playing on five stars, um, how much do I need to do in terms of opening a wallet or understanding about Bitcoin or any of those things? Or will it be operating in pounds if I'm working yeah. from the UK? Well, that's very funny because we changed this completely <laughs> since the first, you know, MVP that we launched. Since, since Block Dojo. Yeah. And, and mainly because even, you know, we were really 
through Web3, the same, no? like you could connect your MetaMask or any other wallet and then you just play and then you don't need to, to connect any other, any other platform to give any other information. But then we realized that for the 99% of the average football fan or average like any sports fan, they are not still, you know, at this level. So, so we stepped back a little bit and what we said is rather than asking the users to log in with the, with the, with the wallet, we are going to allow them to log in with their social media platforms, emails and all of that. While you are in the game, we create an in-game wallet for them or in, in, in the blockchain, in BSB. And then um, they can use the wallets to deposit, you know, money they want to deposit or to do the withdrawals, you know. So, so do, we, we change the, the concept. If I want to deposit money into my wallet, do I need to do KYC? If with um, if you do it with your wallet, not, but we allow as well to make payments with car. If you do payment with car, we are integrated with a third solution and the, it depends on the country and it depends on, you know, how much you want to to deposit, yes, you need to do KYC. The so first I time. need to have some money in the game before I can start playing then? Correct. Now we are we using, you know, like kind of affiliates program, you know, with some micro-influencers to try to, to bring people from, from very specific communities to the game. And also the first time that you play, like we give you to play like two USDCs. Now the, the, the coin of the game is USDC. The idea, of course, is bringing on board, it depends on the country, the different mainly stable coins. We, we really want to use a stable coin as, as, as the way to, to play. Therefore, you can play for free, you can feel, you know, the experience, and then it's like, if you want to continue, then you need to deposit to play, right? Can you tell me anything about how many people are using it at the moment? Now, at the moment, we have more than 4,000 players. It is keeps growing because as of today, you know, that we are in the middle of the World Cup. For us, it's the right, you know, moment. And every, every day we have more, more users. We are not even spending money in marketing, just with some affiliates, because again, the purpose of the next few weeks is more testing, no understanding, you know, like maybe changing the, the way the, the arenas you play and all of that. But we have more far 4,000, more like around 3,000 of them, they are active. So we have the arenas more than 500 really gamers, you know, like predicting the scores and all of that. And, and we are really, really happy with, with the, with the numbers as of today. Well, it's an amazing project and really, really good luck with it, Borca. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thanks very much to Michael, Annie and Borca. Next week, I'll be talking to the other three entrepreneurs on the Block Dojo program, and we'll be hearing about music production, NFTs and the international settlement of CBDCs. So please join me for that. Until then, thanks for listening. And from me, Charles Miller, goodbye.